0: The following episode can be viewed on the YouTube channel Bernie or Bust Television. Good morning, USA, and welcome to another episode of the Bernie or Bust Show. It appears that the Elizabeth slash Hillary Clinton team has a new strategy going forward. Instead of big structural change, now it looks like party unity is the new thrust. This is from MSDNC News.
1: You've joined us several times throughout the campaign. I want to thank you for that. I want to give you the last 90 seconds we have here uh, to just make your closing statement to the voters of New Hampshire.
0: So we got to beat Donald Trump. And the best way we're going to do that is to pull our party together. How do we do that? We do it by running on core democratic values, ones that every democrat can- What? No, we don't. We pull the party together by uniting behind a true progressive. We also do it by acknowledging what's broken in this country, what hasn't worked for a very, very long time. We've had a government that works great for the rich and the powerful. It's just not working for anyone else. If we're going to be in America where the only way that you make it forward is you've either got to be a billionaire or you've got to suck up to the billionaires or you've got to be supported by super PACs that are financed by billionaires. (laughs) then What about you? Because we're going to have a country that just works better for them all right so where does that new strategy come from we have seen from last time that the clinton machinery is afraid of bernie or bust and here's ben dixon from the last election cycle letting us know how they reacted last time to bernie or bust
2: right before the show started i got a um a notification from reuters saying that the democratic party is concerned that donald trump is going to get an advantage because of the burning or bus movement. Uh-huh. And I guess finally, and 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 honestly, I'm not gonna say finally for the Democrats, the DNC and the, the people empowered. Um, I believe they have been paying attention to the polls all along because they know that the scientific polling really does give you a projection of what's coming and gives you the opportunity to adjust course based on the polling it's just the rank and file member who happens not to like what the polls looks like um that all of a sudden will say something along the lines of i don't believe in polling so we you know i i believe so what i'm getting ready to say is really uh, based on um i'm saying that the DNC is finally publicly paying attention to the polls. They're they're putting this out that they're concerned. Um, so this is this just came out this afternoon. They're concerned that the Bernie or bus movement is going to hurt Hillary Clinton. And to be honest with you, they knew this all along, right? We knew that 30. There was polling done several months ago that 33% of Bernie Sanders supporters uh, said that they would never vote for Hillary Clinton. So we've known for quite some time that the Bernie or bust movement, those who, whether they call it Bernie or bust or something else, they were never going to go along with, um, they were never going to go along with Hillary Clinton.
0: And we're never going to go along with Elizabeth Warren because we know they're working for the, they're working hand in glove.
2: And so now this polling came out from fox news and rasmussen both of those polls showing that uh donald trump has taken the lead in those two polls and he has closed the gap in the real clear average of polls now they're coming out with this saying that they're concerned about Bernie or bust they are not saying this as though they are genuinely shocked and concerned that oh my goodness these polls are here all of a sudden because they've been paying attention to the polls all along, They're saying this so that they can preemptively use this to try to force Bernie Sanders out before the convention. And they're laying the groundwork for blame Bernie Sanders supporters like we blame Ralph Nader
0: supporters. And that's the main thrust of it. They're doing the same thing again. They're trying to preemptively shut off the Bernie or bust movement because they know it's dangerous. They know it's real. And so this is where Elizabeth's saying, put party first, put party first, we have to unite. You're not gonna unite the Bernie faction, especially Bernie or Trump voters in swing states, behind you, behind Pete, behind Joe, it's not gonna happen, certainly not behind Bloomberg. There's only one candidate who can unite us. So you're right to say we need to put party unity first and there's only one way to get that done. This is a tweet from Ben Hauk that shows what's going on behind the scenes, behind both Hillary and Elizabeth. There's a 2020 super PAC that was just launched anonymously yesterday, 12 hours ago or so. Who do you think is behind this nonsense? And Ben is accusing Neera Tanden, Joy Ann Reed, Soledad O'Brien, Meghan McCain. Uh, Let's add John Cowan and other people, um, David Brock. Let's add all this list of people who are typically behind this nonsense. Let's add the talent agency executives, Michael Kives and Darnell Strom. Let's add Jeffrey Katzenberg of Disney. Let's add all the people that work for Creative Artists Agency. We've got a whole machine here in place, and they're working together. Third Way, as well as Center for American Progress. All of these factions are working for the oligarchs. They're puppets. And the string pullers are the big bankers the hedge fund managers the central bankers all of the usual suspects who have owned us for a long time george carlin knew what he was talking about in an effort to challenge senator bernie sanders rising profile the PAC's founders are choosing to remain anonymous due to a credible fear of threats and backlash from ardent bernie supporters a tactic they have become infamous for using ruthlessly on social media, especially Twitter. Sounds like we've got more crybabies here. Sharing any kind of criticism about Sanders is almost always met with intense harassment and bullying. Many Democrats are concerned that Bernie Sanders is creating irreparable division on the left that will create significant difficulties for the party's eventual nominee. They just don't understand that we don't care about their party. It's not about the party, it's about getting done what we need to get done for the American people. In a January 2020 poll, only 53% of Bernie Sanders supporters said that they would definitely vote for the Democratic nominee in the general election if Sanders does not win the nomination. The organizers behind Beat Bernie 2020 are troubled by this number, especially at a time when Democrats need to unite against Donald Trump. Well, they got it right about uniting. Unite behind Bernie, assholes. By leaning into this Bernie or bust narrative, Sanders and his supporters are essentially strong-arming their way to the nomination. You got it. Sanders is sending a clear message that you are either for him or against him and there is no gray area in between to have real dialogue. Well, I'd like to know who else is trying to get us Medicare for all. I'd like to know who else is serious about ending imperialist wars and on and on and on. We know Bernie Bernie keeps reciting it and so we can all kind of sing along with him and we know what he's trying to do. And we know everyone else is trying to pretend to do that, but not really do that. And that's where Elizabeth comes in. She's the most likely person to fool those 35 year old white middle manager types that i was talking about yesterday and we need to get over that shit right now we need to unite the progressive vote at least and if we do it's over all we have to do is get all of the people who really think of themselves as progressive and strangely enough a lot of elizabeth warren voters think of themselves as progressive they either don't know who elizabeth really is or they're just fooling themselves with identity politics. And we've covered the idea that identity politics is important and we need to actually solve women's problems instead of put a woman in office who doesn't have any intention of solving problems. And the same applies for LGBTQ. We need to put somebody in office who will actually stand up for gay people and not just somebody who is gay. So there is no gray area in between to have a real dialogue unless you really expect to try to change things and you have an army in place to effect that change. That's ideal for him, for Sanders, because while he has an arsenal of fiery rhetoric to pump up progressives, he has no real explanation for how he will implement any of his proposed changes. That's just bullshit. It's just purely lying, indoctrination, snivelly, snarling, elitist bullshit, and and we need to see past that. This super pack, uh, let's try to find it together. Let's try to figure out where this is so that we Bernie bros and sisters can jump on this in typical Bernie bro fashion. Only 53% of Bernie Sanders supporters said they would definitely vote for the Democratic nominee in the general election. Let's work it up so that's only uh, 25% or 12%. Bernie is getting ahead in the polls. His numbers are going up. His real clear political numbers are ahead of Joe Biden. We've been waiting for that for a long time, some of us. So let's see these other numbers go Down the the percentage of Bernie Sanders supporters who would vote blue, no matter who. Let's see that number shrink. I think we can get it done before April. I think we could get this down to 25% if we really try. Let's spread the word only Bernie can beat Trump. So the new word on the street is we need to neutralize Beat Bernie 2020. We need to hunt down and destroy this movement. We need to figure out who's behind it. And we need to ruthlessly combat it. Because Bernie or bust is going to get Bernie the nomination. And they know it. And they're scared shitless. Here's a Vanity Fair piece by Peter Hamby. Get a grip, Bernie bedwetters. His message and media machine could be potent against Trump. Socialist smocialist." Sanders has a set of political assets, celebrity, fundraising power, committed foot soldiers, media sophistication, relentless consistency, possessed by no one else in the race. The Bernie bedwetting has reached full-blown rubber sheet mode. With Bernie Sanders hanging on to a slim polling lead in Iowa and an even bigger one in New Hampshire, panicked Democrats are sounding the alarm that Bernie Sanders could surf a wave of unstoppable momentum all the way to the Democratic National Convention in Milwaukee. And since this was written, yep, and yep, Iowa and New Hampshire. And Bernie could run the table. We could see him run the table all the way to Super Tuesday. He's closing on Biden in South Carolina. There is just nothing that can stop Bernie if we keep going like we are now. So again, we have this concerted effort to beat Bernie and you can see it in this quote, nominating Sanders to run against Donald Trump would be an act of insanity, according to New York Magazine's Jonathan Chait. There's some bedwetting. I'm glad they put him first in the list of bedwetters. Dems tormented over how to stop Bernie, read a recent Politico headline which quoted Rahm Emanuel, the high priest of bedwetting. Oh, I mean, the high priest of boardroom centrism, proclaiming with authority that Sanders will repel swing voters. Gotta print a Rom quote. The New York Times cited Bonnie Campbell, a longtime supporter of Hillary Clinton, and now Joe Biden, talking about Sanders as if he was infected with the coronavirus. I can tell you, I hear from friends and colleagues who say, Oh my God, what are we going to do if Bernie wins? Campbell said, sounding haunted. Everything about Sanders, his ideas, his stubborn dogma, his sometimes kooky supporters, yeah, his contempt for green room culture and the party circuit is completely foreign to the intellectual and cultural fabric of Washington. In that universe, the claim that Sanders is unelectable is more or less gospel. The same Democrats who were assured of Hillary Clinton's victory are now starting to worry about a Goldwater or McGovern-style electoral college wipeout with Sanders atop the ticket. Oh man, Bill Maher. We had Bill Maher yesterday. Bill Maher, maybe you're even a bigger bedwetter than Jonathan Chait. It's possible. I say that because Bill in yesterday's show was complaining about the electoral college. If they were so inclined, the bedwetters could easily Google a year of polls showing Sanders beating Trump in hypothetical head-to-head matchups. A Texas Lyceum poll just this week showed Sanders performing better against Trump in Texas than any Democrat, losing by just three points. That's on top of a raft of polls showing Sanders beating Trump back those precious upper Midwest states of Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. That's where the Bernie or Trump voters live. These polls aren't totally hypothetical either. Sanders boasts near universal name ID. Most voters know who Sanders is and what he stands for, and they're still choosing him, whether they actually like him or just because his name isn't Donald Trump. The president and his advisors are starting to notice, according to recent stories in the New York Times and Daily Beast. Both outlets reported in recent weeks that some Trump advisors are worried about Sanders' strengths, his populist appeal, perceived authenticity, and his durable popularity with the same white, non-college voters who voted for Trump. I think he's tough in places where people are making $12 an hour, Trump campaign manager Brad Parscale recently told CBS News, who said the media is underestimating his appeal. Trump himself has started asking his team about Sanders' polling performance in key battleground states, specifically Pennsylvania, the Daily Beast reported. Democrats fretting about the prospect of nominating Sanders should consider for a moment how the few years in American politics have exposed the frailty of conventional wisdom and incremental thinking. They might also consider Xanax. But they should consider, too, listening to Parscali, who has access to troves of data much richer than any Democratic campaign right now. He and others in the Trump orbit apparently see what Sanders supporters have seen for a long time, that Sanders is a uniquely powerful politician with the strengths no other Democrat brings to the table. We should stop here and note particularly that he's paying attention, Trump, that is, is paying attention to what swing voters, especially in Pennsylvania, are doing and thinking. The white, less educated voters who voted for Trump in those states are solidly behind Bernie, and they would have voted for Bernie last time if Bernie hadn't been denied the nomination. Yes, Bernie has vulnerabilities, but so will any nominee. Still, if Sanders winning the Democratic nomination gives you a particularly bad case of night sweats, it might be useful to put aside your priors for a moment and think about him another way. Instead of asking if Sanders is unelectable, ask another question What if Sanders is actually the most electable Democrat? In the age of Trump, hyperpartisanship, institutional distrust, and social media, Sanders could be examined as a candidate almost custom-built to go head-to-head with Trump this year. Here, in fact, are five good reasons why he might just be the one. At the very least, bedwetters, maybe they're just five good doses of positive thinking that will help you sleep better until the Iowa caucuses on Monday. And now that we're past the Iowa and New Hampshire primaries, maybe it'll help you sleep better if you just get the idea through your thick noggins and yeah, we got to unite behind Bernie and give up on the idea of voting for the Hillary Clinton machine endorsed candidate, whoever that may be. Point one, Bernie is a celebrity. I'm going to let you read all of these points yourself, but I will point out the titles of each. So Bernie is a celebrity. Bernie understands the media. Bernie has a message. Bernie is a fundraising beast. Bernie has an army. And then the last paragraph, it's Sanders' unique appeal among young voters, though, that has the greatest potential to reshape the electorate. Millennials and Gen Z combined make up the largest voting-eligible demographic in the country. Sanders is far and away the top choice of young people to the point where any other nominee is unthinkable. In a Quinnipiac poll released this week, 53% of Democratic voters under 35 named Sanders as their top choice. Warren was a distant second. TikTok, Instagram, and Snapchat are full of new-to-politics young people professing their straight-to-camera love for Daddy Bernie, as Cardi B likes to call him, but also their distaste for candidates like Biden who promise anything less than profound change. The younger generation is as radically disconnected from the Washington media ecosystem as Sanders, who, if nominated, would have a better chance of pulling young voters into the process than any other Democrat in the field. Plenty of those Sanders diehards are digital natives who understand the vocabulary of the Internet and the power of influencers, memes, and peer-to-peer persuasion on social media. The New York Times wrote a piece this week on the more troubling aspects of Sanders' Internet army, The mansplainers and anonymous trolls who harass anyone on the internet who isn't a Bernie bro, often with sexist and racist bile. But a crude reality of our moment is that ever-cautious democrats are no match for Trump's grassroots army of shameless trolls and MAGA freaks who are immensely skilled at creating shareable bad faith content and sprinkling disinformation around social media with or without Trump's permission. A handful of Democratic strategists are thinking about how to compete in the meme and influencer wars, which would require relinquishing message control and sometimes caving to the worst emotional impulses of the Internet. But social media is now the primary touchpoint for American politics, for old people and young. Sanders, if nominated, would step immediately into a race against Trump, backed by thousands of self-starting digital creators, yeah, editors, and trash meme makers. The troops in Bernie's internet army might be extremely annoying, but they are also the only people involved in democratic politics willing to wage war on the internet on Trump's terms, however distasteful that prospect may be. I don't think it's distasteful. All right, you bedwetters. Time to get on board the Bernie or Buzz train. I wanna close with this uh, Joe Rogan clip about the coin toss in Iowa. I just want you to see this. If you were wondering how in the precinct, there was a precinct last time. I think it may have been Nevada and Hillary won 21 coin tosses in a row. Correct me in the comments if I got the number wrong, but it was an insane number. If you wanna know how that could happen, watch this little clip. For he's
1: winning in New Hampshire. It looks like he. Are they saying he won in Iowa? Or no, not? I think Pete did. He bullshit. He oh, beat him by six thousand it. votes. It's such. A, it's so. But creepy. Pete beat him in a dance off. So. Oh, did, yeah, he? I think, <laughs> did he? <get> did he <laughs> get down? I would love to see Pete down. just one more coin flips That's. That? Uh, oh, that's right. How about that fake coin flip? Yeah. They robbed that coin. Whoever that is that did that coin flip. Put that kid in a jail cell. <laughs> you what? son of a bitch. Did you see that coin <laughs> no, flip? No, I want to see the coin flip. The coin flip's hilariously Was rigged. Was this in Iowa? Yeah, oh. hilariously rigged. Watch the coin flip. Hold oh, on, do God. it from the beginning. Yeah, Watch this. Watch how bad this coin flip is. Go go full screen. Go full screen, please. And do it from the beginning. Watch this. Flips it. Catches it. Look. Pulls <laughs> it, it so you can the see. And then turns oh. it over. Hey, fuck. Hey, fuck you. And no one said anything? Oh, they're all happy. Yay, it's Mayor Pete. Look, yay. That's what they wanted. They wanted it to be Mayor Pete. So this dude rigged this coin flip in front of the whole world. Watch this. Pulls it, looks at it. Okay, how shall I flip it? I'll do it like that. Horse That's not how you do a coin flip. God at damn it! All. At all. Iowa learned it, a coin flip. Imagine if you were betting a hundred dollars with that guy. He said, oh, "I'll bet you a hundred bucks." He's like, "Okay, I'll flip a coin." Wow. It's, uh, oh, I win. What do you mean you win? You fuck. You rigged it. Look at that. And what? What? What is his jacket? What is the patch? Is I'm, a it... It oh, says, okay. I'm a cunt. Mm. It says, I'm a, a cunt. Cunt force. A cunt. cunt force. Who's really bad at <laughs> coin flips. I love that woman who's like every mom in Iowa, like, I'm proud of my son. How's that old guy watching right next to me? Hey, you fuck. That's not how you flip a coin. What country are you from?
0: All right, then. So if that pisses you off, you see that kid doing the coin flip like that. The best thing to do is join the Bernie or bust movement. BernierBus2020.us. Tell your friends. BernierBus2020.us. BernierBus2020.us. Let's get this taken care of. Get on board the Bernier Bus train. Come get on board the Bernier Bus train. You hear that clickety clack, there ain't no time for turning back or oh, get on board the Bernie or Bust train. The preceding episode can be viewed on the YouTube channel Bernie or Bust Television.